electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC, Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kingston here with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Pre-market a little wobbly after jobless claims come in at the highs for the year on these revisions. Challenger layoffs higher than expected, all ahead of the jobs number tomorrow when stocks will be closed. Ten-year yields still near that six-month low. Our roadmap begins with markets bracing for tomorrow's key employment report as jobless claims jump well above 200K. From jobs to the consumer, Costco falling after posting its first monthly comps decline in almost three years. And Disney's restructuring rolls on. The streaming chief is out. And former Marvel chair Ike Perlmutter telling the journal he was fired, not laid off. Let's begin with the markets, though, as we look ahead to tomorrow's jobs number. The Nasdaq coming off its third straight day of losses. Uh, Goldman last night, Jim, said don't be surprised if you get a bounce on these jobless claims because of these seasonal adjustments are rolling off. Well, I do think that we got to start thinking that the last week of, of March was weak. I think April's weaker. I think that the banking crisis resonated with a lot of, uh, mini crisis, resonated with a lot of employers. I think that we're going to see a lot of reductions in forces. I think that there's a lot of companies that were built for an aggressive, uh, let's say for a pretty decent year. And I think that the table of employment is too high for a lot of different companies, except for companies that are in uh, uh, restaurant and travel, which is just continuing. There's a great MasterCard survey out today. Restaurant travel, restaurant travel. When we look at Costco, what are people not buying? Well, they're not buying anything that's, that's discretionary, any hard goods. It, it continued long after people thought it would be over. People are still long on money and short on time, and they are still traveling. Uh, and it is just resonating with a lot of the companies that make things are kind of stalled here. I mean, look, autos are still OK, uh, but there's a lot of. Although I, I think Toyota, I'm hearing, and Stellantis both having problems making a lot of cars and trucks on uh, supply chain. But I just think that we're kind of at this moment where uh, a lot of employers are thinking, wow, you know what? Not just stock-based compensation for uh, Amazon, Amazon yeah. but maybe we just don't need to hire coming out of school. Right. I mean, I think coming out of school is a bad time to come out of school for the first time in a very long time. Uh, yeah, I've seen worse, but yeah. Well, yeah, like I, I applied to 52 newspapers when I got out in 1977. All 52 rejected me, yeah. and I saved every one of them. And believe me, I'm still here, but 52 <laughs> of those are <laughs> the, gone. Those recruiters are gone. Yeah. Um, to your point about growth, uh, J.P. Morgan last night, uh, they're still looking for a, a three-handle on Q1 GDP, but they think that goes to one in the current quarter, and they say, look at the survey data we got this week. The downshift is underway. Yeah, I really think that that is very true. You know, I'm a big follower of David Koss and stuff. I think he's fabulous at Goldman. You have him on. And, you know, you read the tea leaves there. I think you start thinking, wait a second, we've got a lot of buybacks. Uh, We don't have a lot of issuance, but we have a lot of people leaving the market because it's just, you get such a great rate. You get a great rate in treasuries. It's almost unjust. It's like if you're a rational investor, you've pulled your money out and you're and you're getting four in treasuries. And I just think that there's a lot of people who hate this market. Uh, and I think that there are companies that are gearing up to have if they're in. 
I know I, I, I know that this artificial intelligence, people say, Jim, stop it already. No, no. There is just, this is a great time if you're a company to reassess how many people you really need, given the fact that, that, that the artificial intelligence products is equal to or better than what your people are producing. Right. So we talked about Costco yesterday. Uh, there had been some, uh, some revisions to forecasts on the, on the comp number. Um, UBS today asks, is Costco the canary? And they do say they think well, it's a signal for what retail will, will see, tell I, us later. Okay, I mean, I, I, I want to kind of banish the canary in the coal mine because, you see, Costco is the coal mine. Okay, They're, everybody goes there. And it's not, you're not going to suffocate, you're not going to not suffocate. There's a, absolutely terrific sales when it comes to soft goods, when it comes to food. Things are great. But this hardware, people are not buying expensive hardware. They'd rather travel. So I don't want to necessarily call it canary because the reason is because when I look at the MasterCard survey, people are still spending. I mean, it's, they're, they're just not spending on what they were spending on. And I think that there's a bad mix shift going on in the whole country where people thought by this point no one would be going anywhere and people would be hunkering down. No, they just are neglecting uh, their home. They're neglecting putting new stuff in their home. And we're going to see that. Uh, and, and they're going away still at record rates. So I, I want to just be careful. I don't want to say, I'm just saying the misallocation, where you thought rationally they're taking money out of the market. They're spent, they're going away. They're not buying hard goods. And that's not the mix that America's based on. That's not how we do things in this country. So that's, in other words, I'm saying no canary, but an actual mix shift of where money's spent. Sure. The MasterCard numbers, boy, I love that, new, that spending survey. Yep, yep. Those guys are fantastic. It's like they must have your credit card or something. They really see it. And I just think that I didn't expect it. I, did Costco not have the right stuff? Costco has everything. And the stuff that is not selling are, are big, you know, like the big TVs. Walmart did better, but they don't have – Walmart was, actually was really good. But when I mix that with what FedEx is saying, I just think that there's – we're having 5% on the growth, e-com. E- 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 Ecom's not doing that well. I think we're going to discover that Ecom's not doing that. Right. Um, it's not all on Costco, of course. Uh, we could no. layer in Levi today. Uh, yeah. They beat I, by a penny, revenue ahead, but the stock's down six. Yeah, I got to check outlook. that. I got Chip Berg on tonight, and I, I think that I'm not saying that the stock is necessarily the right thing that it should be down. I just, I'd like to speak to the CEO before I make a judgment there because Ralph Lauren's numbers were really, really good. Uh, and that's important. Ralph, the PVH numbers were really good. So there's some parts of apparel that are doing well for the first time in a long time. Uh, but furniture's really doing well. You're in furniture business. Um, well, you know, I, I, I think you're really trying to figure out what to do with that inventory. Yeah, uh, they, they, had, they had a moment. Um, and then yes, as, they did. And then you talked to ConAgra last night about how all of this is going to result in pricing down the road and whether we're in a period now where deflation is truly here. Take a listen to this. A lot of people are talking about deflation. Well, deflation isn't here yet. We're in the back half of our fiscal year. In the back half of our year, we're still averaging about 6% inflation. So that's inflationary. We don't need to take additional pricing to cover that at this point. The pricing that we have in the market should be sufficient. Now, let's hope we don't get another spike in inflation, but right now we don't see it. So inflation is moderated. The pricing actions for now are done. Kind of echoing what Pepsi said a couple of months ago is that we think we're done for the year. Yeah, I think the they are. I mean, Sean, I, Sean Connolly laid out a really good case, which just says they don't need any more. And they've caught up. Uh, they're making good money. But again, here's another shift. 
this shift to snacking. I mean, I know these things don't sound like they're a big deal, but the snacking watching Netflix at home should have ended. A lot of things should have ended. The commercial real estate should have come back. People should have stopped saying, listen, I got to see the world. We're just not seeing the patterns we saw pre-COVID. It's just a very changed consumer. And I think that we all have to recognize that maybe these things are, uh, I'm not saying they're permanent, but right now is, there's, there's no sign that people are spending a lot on their home. There is a sign that people have switched to snacking. There's still people who are not coming to work. The commercial real estate market is not that great. And then we have the money coming out of the banks. And I think that that's, every day that's the story. And when you read the, the different research notes, I mean, the only one, there was an upgrade Wells Fargo. Because well, Wells Fargo is not allowed to do anything with the cash yeah, it has. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in February of 2018, Wells Fargo was given the, mo- the moment that is now, which is that you guys say, hey, listen, you can take deposits, you can't do anything with it. Uh, everybody else, is, I think, is struggling to say, OK, listen, we're paying almost nothing on our accounts. The money's coming out. They're buying treasuries. People are selling stocks. Uh, there's no new issuance. It could be an explosive moment for tech. Not yet. Tech can come down. We saw a preview of it. But I think tech is where you have to be. Really? Yeah, That's interesting. Let it come down night, a little bit, yes. Last night, BTIG, uh, Krinsky's point was, we think tech has benefited already from the rotation out of other sectors. No, and it, it, if, if it's the last man standing, it's going to create vulnerabilities for the indices. Okay. That would, in normal times, be very good analysis. There's a revolution going on in tech, uh, which is that whatever you were, it, it's like when they discovered the cloud, when they discovered the PC. This artificial intelligence, it doesn't matter. You're, you're sitting down with people and you're saying, listen, I can't c- cut my spending on cybersecurity. That's an issue. But everything else, I just want people fired because the machines are better than people. Now, I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but it happened so quickly. Look, NVIDIA just did it, okay? Google had this false comparator. They compared it against the previous, right, right. previous card. That was actually a shame that Google did that because it showed me that that's not the Google I know. You mean you think they were being disingenuous by choosing an, an older thing to compare themselves to? Yeah, that was, and they put it out before the survey came out. And I want the old Google back. I well, do. You see Peachy in the journal today? Yeah. Basically saying uh, we... I forget what the actual have, quote is. Well, but nobody's he's, saying they have to use it. He was asked why they didn't roll it out earlier, and he says we were working on it, but the moment came sooner than we thought. Okay, so okay, so let me ask you, Mr. Pinchai, who's really 10 times richer than me, if not 100. Um, Jensen Wong was talking about this at NVIDIA for 18 months. He said it would happen. It would cross over. Well, why didn't did he need Sam Altman? Did he really need ChatGPT to recognize that this was occurring? I mean, and it was, he was screaming through the rooftops. I remember when, when Jensen had me make a Saison seascape. I said, listen, I want someone who does still life, and I want a seascape from him. He said, okay, here, and it comes out. Like, he was doing this, and people thought it was a parlor game. People thought that Jensen was involved in a parlor game where it, just, it was just something really funny. It was a card trick. It was, he was the blame of artificial intelligence. No, this thing... It is happening so much more quickly. That it's, it's happening quicker than the microprocessor. I, I, I don't think people realize there isn't a CEO I talked to that doesn't say, listen, we got to rethink. We got to rethink how many people we need because people aren't as good. Well, but some would argue classic innovators dilemma, right? Yes. You got a great search business. Why yeah. upset the Apple cart? Well, right. Well, how much does you man a medical advantage get when you have a, a staff that doesn't need uh, health care? We're in an historic time, and these analysts were looking at flow funds. They don't get it. We have a combination of companies that have very high cash position, these 
all, they do have great balance sheets. And you can look at that. But they're, they're all sitting. That, Google didn't want this. Not now. <laughs> Google, look, Google existed upon the idea that you typed something in and you got 17 different ads and everybody paid for it. And they chunked the site up, just like Amazon. And there's a big rebellion against these companies. Just they, don't, they know it internally. They're just trying to figure out, holy cow, people don't like to have buy the wrong pair of shoes because the ad's highest. Those two companies, are, and I, my chapter just owns them. Yeah. And I rethink that every single day because they are at the heart of what Jensen is crushing. You don't want to type in. That's very old. Typing in is gone. It's just gone. It's gone. The key, look, when I got into in Smith Corona Martians, SCM, was a dynamite stock when I got into business. That was a typewriter company. They had a little chemicals division. We're at that moment. You're, you're not, people don't know it. You're not comparing Alphabet to Smith Corona. No. No, because they have the resources. It's just that they, their business model was easier without this because they required you to type. And... Typing will be go, going, going away. Yeah. Because uh, they, Jensen's machines understand 28 languages better than you can type faster. And they can anticipate. And then pretty soon, you won't, they'll know what you're thinking yep. ahead of when you're. Exactly. Uh, his That's amazing disruption. People don't understand what he did here. We're figuring it out, though, quickly. When we come back this morning, uh, tons of media news. Ex-Marvel chief Ike Porlmutter talking to the Journal on his departure from Disney. We'll talk about that and sort of the clash between the bean counters and the creatives over at Disney this morning. Take a look at futures. Losing some ground here, close to session lows. Squawk on the Street continues after a short break. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Ike Perlmutter in the crosshairs with Disney after his departure from the company last week. In this interview in the journal, the ex-Marvel chief says, I have no doubt that my termination was based on fundamental differences in business between my thinking and Disney leadership because I care about return on investment. Perlmutter recently lobbied for Nelson Peltz to join Disney's board in connection with that now terminated proxy fight. And in a press release overnight, he said he'll continue to hold his Disney shares and advocate for improved cost structure. Uh, the picture of his departure, Jim, really filling in here uh, between, as he says, the creative community at Disney is powerful. Right. Well, I mean, Ike's view is, is largely based on the fact that it was possible to take these characters from, uh, from Marvel and make low-budget movies that made a fortune. Instead, they got hijacked by the creative people who make incredibly high-budget movies and make far less. So you m- meld that with the fact that uh, Ike is forever saying uh, the overpay for Fox, and then it's very difficult to figure out where exactly it is. And, and you have a company that's spending way too much money still. Now, Nelson Peltz wanted to attack that spending, too, particularly in Hollywood. You know, the spend in Hollywood is way too high. Now, I, I don't uh, 
I want to emphasize that I that Bob Iger is, was trying to identify with those. But but Ike is Ike's irascible. I like it. I think what he's about. There should be an Ike promoter in every boardroom in America who just says, I want to question that. I want to question that. And now, does he do it in a way that makes you feel like, well, it's warm and fuzzy? When it's just, when is a boardroom? Supposed to be warm and fuzzy. You know, we have a lot of boardrooms that I've sat in actual meetings at boards, and they're very much like a faculty meeting at Harvard. It's like, well, I think we should, maybe history and literature should be more of an emphasis. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the streaming chief at Disney, Michael Paul, is going to leave. Yeah. Uh, the Hulu guy is going to take over. Paul's what leaving after six that? years. Needham today, Jim. Uh, Laura Martin writes, Bob Iger on the Florida stuff quickly won the battle. Uh, where they have 75,000 uh, theme park full-time employees uh, promising to invest the $17 billion in the state and uh, making DeSantis look anti-business, which Needham argues that. is a negative for Republicans. I, I, I love that. It was negative for, negative for his yeah. presidential opportunity. I, look, I think that... I don't think Iger's idle to this. I think he recognizes it. Maybe this change in streaming. He's got to cut costs, and he's got to change the way Hollywood makes things. Now, maybe no one wants... If I were Bob Iger, I'd say, what does Jim Cramer know about Hollywood? Here's what I know about it. I know about stocks. <laughs> and like Ike, I have seen this stock be crushed. And there's no dividend. And it was, uh, there, it was a great dividend. And you made a lot of money. I bet you Ike made about $80 million a year from his, from his dividends. Yes. Well, where did that go? Okay? Now, Ike, do you say, now, we're not in a communist country where we say, well, that's Ike's fault. He bought the stock and he held on to it. He should have cashed out. No, we, we're big capitalists here. And I think that Ike's point about not getting a dividend because they spend too much money on Hollywood and Fox is so textbook that only people who are maybe even more thin-skinned than I am would say that that was wrong. Well, the pushback's going to be there's a reason why creatives want to work at Disney, and that's because they're, they're given priority, they're, they're, treated, uh, they're treated well, they're given freedom, right? Isn't that how we get great franchises? Um, all right. Uh, I think that... You can make movies without them because we know how to program what they would say. I don't think people realize what's happening in this You're country. Real, that's really, I don't everything think is coming back today. I don't what's happening in this country. I don't think people realize. I, I just don't think they, they understand. I, we don't need expensive people. We don't need people who can't, who, who write things. Uh, of, any, of any sort. Journalism, advertising, screenplays. No. Human, human, human. Well, screenplays, because Jensen's a humanist. But there's a Globe Theater that he showed me where we can see actual Shakespearean characters and put us in the third row. People don't see it. They don't see what's happening. That's interesting. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Final trading session of the week. Obviously, holiday shortened week. We'll talk about how the market's trying to play that jobs number in advance when we return. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Very interesting and surprising piece of research this morning out of Bank of America talking about how Coinbase has not picked up any business during this period. And they question, they thought that maybe that would be uh, at this mo- moment 
with all the different turmoil that Coinbase would be the beneficiary. They are saying the Coinbase may be too high, and we remain cautious on coin due to regulatory headwinds, the Wells notice in March, and our view the consensus estimates are too high. Now, they're maintaining their underperformance. You say they're just talking their, their negative book. But I thought the Coinbase would have huge inflows here. I just figured that they were, the, to, some people, to some people, not me, the J.P. Morgan of the business, and so therefore the money goes to J.P. Morgan. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the other puzzle is why, I guess some argue, Bitcoin has held up, relatively speaking, given what would be obvious drains in liquidity. Yep. I know. Well, it, there was another time when I would have said that it was, it's just manipulated higher. These days, I just find the behavior very quizzical. Yeah. You think it's I would a, not touch this thing at all. Not at all. This thing meaning? I don't think you need crypto right here. Crypto. I mean, look at gold. Gold is starting to get its descendants versus crypto. And they take gold. Everywhere takes gold. Not everywhere takes crypto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did see some forecasts yesterday for 2200 uh, I think gold's interesting here. Yeah, we'll watch that along with the dollar. Opening bell coming up in five and a half minutes. Don't go away. You came here, you sat here, and you said, listen, Jim, I think there will be a recession. Everyone else was still thinking that things were just on this kind of uptick. Where are you now in terms of your view? Because you were so early and so right. Well, I think, you know, if you remember the conversation, there were three things that we talked about. One was that the industrial economy around the world was slowing down. Right. Second thing we said was the U.S. consumer was spending more on services versus products. And third, that there was an e-commerce reset from the highs of the pandemic. All those three things came true. In fact, because of that, our volumes went down significantly. But because of the work that we just did, you know, the third, our third quarter results we announced in March, we were able to improve our operating margins in FedEx ground and FedEx freight despite significant declines in our volume. So that's the, the things that we focus and the things that we control. And looking ahead, uh, I think the e-commerce reset is about done. We think we're flattening out right now. That's Jim with the FedEx last uh, night. That's news. Yes. Uh, look, I, I was shocked. I mean, they're talking about e-commerce at a level that really is nothing exciting at all. I mean, e-commerce at, a, at a, a kind of a little bit better than GDP? That's amazing. Obviously, he's taking out $4 billion in costs, of which, by the way, it's real, because they're, they combine three different divisions into one. I think he's doing a remarkable job. Everybody today raises numbers or raises price target. Yep, yeah, Ray J but, goes to outperform. But it's, not on, uh, it's certainly not on volume of goods. Volume of goods is, again, really down versus what we thought it would be. Uh, it's a service economy, but it's a travel economy. I, look, I, I, I thought what he said was, we're going to make a lot more money even on this little amount of volume. And it's very impressive. I, you buy FedEx, get rid of everything else. That, that's interesting. Uh, sort of related is Walmart, the reaction to that meeting yesterday. Uh, Stiefel goes to 161. Uh, Key goes to 170. That was another good yep. meeting. Again, here's the story about what I see happening. If you can cut costs, all right, and you can use your facilities for more than they're currently generating, buy that stock. Walmart, FedEx. Uh, it's, they really are be- becoming, and Meta, poster children for efficiency. operating efficiency. Yeah. I think the efficiency, remember, I, I think that Zuckerberg is the figure for this moment. He was earliest with efficiency. We didn't expect it from him because he's not known as someone who is really so far 
ahead of the game ever since you know, TikTok beat sure, him in sure, Reels, sure. Instagram, Donald Fett. Of course, Instagram's numbers are now at 300 basis points. I, by the way, Instagram, huge winner in the AI world. Huge winner in the AI world. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board today. It's the Miami Marlins, and we will be joined in the next hour by uh, GM uh, Kim Ang and President of Business Operations Caroline O'Connor at the NASDAQ. It is the New York Mets celebrating the home opener today against the Marlins. You saw Sorkin with Mr. Met a few moments ago. Look, I mean, sports is an area that's not going to be impacted that much by the revolution, as I see it. But live sports, yeah, either think, either in person right. it's or still going to be really terrific, and I think that actually bodes well for the networks. They've got a product. I think the networks are look. I work at Comcast, but their network, the things that are working at Comcast, we, theme parks, and I think networks can do better. I look. I I just think some of the valuations for companies that do service are just. They're insanely low, and the companies that have a big invest, big installment, big plant, big system. This is where this is where Amazon, if it could just figure it out, will crush it. Because now we know that that e-commerce isn't growing, so you don't have to keep adding people. That was the big problem. They were thinking e-commerce grows at like 15 a year, right. so they're hiring high. Now they don't need to do that. But Andrew Jassy has got to put his big boy pants on and reach some conclusions that are the opposite of what he's thinking right now. Well, this move to reduce uh, stock-based comp is nice. a move in that direction. Nice start. Yep. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, you, you, know, you can't fix the offense and the defense at the same time. But he now has got from FedEx the real numbers of what commerce is growing. He can lower his table of employment without as much worry about same next-day sales doing poorly. He's got an opportunity here to really make a major change. And he's got to, I, I, look, I, I like him very much. I have to. I think those guys are fantastic. But they have a major opportunity right now to realize, you know what, it's not growing anymore. So we've got to cut. Right. And he uh, can do it. They're not, they're, <laughs> I, I beg to say that Amazon, not efficient. Uh, well, I know you brought up Target in the past in, in that context. And that, um, Target, Tapestry, uh, some of the other retailers, Costco certainly, or Etsy are going to be among the losers today. That's yeah, I, you know, I, I think Etsy, Depop is doing really well, and that's number nine on the on the team list that Piper comes up with. And uh, Etsy scores at the top with younger people. I, 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 I think that people don't want to buy things that are 27 times earnings when there's a lot of stuff that sells at a much lower, lower multiple. You know, Meta is the, well, you know what, Meta really is the kind of, the metaphor for the moment. I mean, you got a company that sells it uh, probably 18 times earnings uh, that has fired a huge number of people where the revenues are going up and there's a possibility that its number one opponent is banned. I mean, wow, what a setup. And by the way, he does not crow one bit. Not really, yeah. They've been pretty res- disciplined they're, they're in their message. They're very good. They don't like to talk. By the way, the Times with this great piece about how China officials took to social media to push back against the TikTok hearing. Uh, as Macron, by the way, is in China and trying to move the needle on either getting peace talks restarted. Certainly Airbus is now going to double A320 capacity in China. I think China's trying to figure out where and when to pivot to. I don't think it's, look, when we have, I I think that people misinterpret. Speaker McCarthy, okay, so he meets with the head of Taiwan. You're not even supposed to admit that Taiwan exists. Even Trump struggled with admitting that Taiwan exists. Not only does Taiwan exist, but battleships exist and aircraft, well, actually really just aircraft carriers. Uh, I think the Chinese are overplaying their hand on uh, COVID and they're overplaying their military hand on Taiwan. 
because now we're recognizing Taiwan. It's very hard to recognize a country and then have the Chinese take it over. That's not going to happen. So I think China's trying to figure out their place in the world. We, China, we all felt that China's place in the world was world dominance because we have a terrible view of our self-image. Right. And uh, this, uh, this is why I believe it. But I think that China's more on the run than people realize. Well, don't you think they've been humbled by what has happened in Ukraine? Exactly. Their aspirations, at least, have been. Oh, and I think that Russia has overplayed its hand. The new flow of funds that we're seeing for oil are very bad for Russia. Very bad. Uh, and where was the, the fabled winter offensive? The winter offensive uh, did not occur. Right. And uh, this, I hesitate to say that this is uh, a moment where the Russians, if, if we send them, if we send the Ukrainians the aero environment uh, drones, they can, they can blow up whole t- uh, mechanized, mechanized divisions. You just take them out. Yeah. We'll see if this, how this counteroffensive does. The FT. Oh, I, I think this counteroffensive is going to be yeah. remarkable. Maybe, maybe Crimea is, can result in some, some talks finally. That'd be something, that is we'll really see. Russian. Um, Jim, the bank's not. You mentioned uh, some of the upgrades of Wells. Fifth Third got an upgrade at KBW. They go to. Right. But how about Comerica? That's one to watch. It was upgraded. JP Morgan downgraded Comerica. It was upgraded away. Uh, J.P. Morgan's got pretty good bank analysts. Uh, PNC gets cut, by the way. Wow, PNC, people said they they cut it because it was outperforming? Oh, my, if that's outperformance, you know, give me Under Armour. Uh, Meanwhile, this afternoon, we're going to get, again, a Fed balance sheet and another look at the discount window. We did at least get that update out of Western Alliance, where it looked like some of the flows had stabilized. But I don't think it helped the stock. I think think people feel that, uh, look, it wouldn't be surprising if, at the end of the day, there'll be a lot of people who are worried that some bank goes under this weekend. And because the Fed, the Federal Reserve from San Francisco, which I think is just a, a shameful, shameful people who owe us the nation an apology. Uh, I think that they are dealing right now with how to get their arms around the fact that it's their banks that they follow are just horrendous. Yeah. And I think that they've got to be very, very careful out there. Just very careful. Right. Mean, meanwhile, Apollo's got a nice chart this morning looking at uh, the Dallas survey uh, on lending. And uh, they argue that the credit crunch has already started. If you look at the data from the week beginning March 21. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So we're no uh, longer sort of waiting for the data to start reflecting. No, I think what we're going to see is, I think I, that, you know, just to get away from AI for a second, I think there's going to be a lot of reduction in forces. Uh, because I think people realize, well, business isn't coming back. The mini crisis is with us. Uh, we have gotten no clarity whatsoever that the discount rate strategy is working for the banks that, that have people with deposits. You know, I'm seeing all these stories that are really incredible, that there's still banks that where the average depositor has 350000 and that person is a fool. Because you're saying they should diversify their deposit base. Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? And why not buy treasuries? Treasuries give you a great right. Why would you keep it and earn nothing? Well, maybe because it's getting incrementally less attractive. Well, but if you're a rational investor, you just buy treasuries, you pull your money out of a bank, and uh, you don't put all that money, eggs in one basket. You, if you're advised by paychecks, smart guys, they're saying, listen, 
you can't do that anymore. If you're a charity with a, with a million dollars, you got to spread that around among banks. The banks are seeing money go all, flying all over the place. That's not an atmosphere you want to lend. You have the auto loans uh, doubled in, since last year. Yes, mortgages are the same price, but the sellers aren't breaking price. We see commercial real estate. I like commercial real estate, but it, we see the thing that people aren't coming back and the vacancies in the big markets are, are yeah. going up. And the Fed is talking, and, and uh, Ms. Mester is talking about they need to tighten. <laughs> well, she, you know, she's going to be as wrong as Mary Daly. And I don't, I, 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 these are people who are very wrong. Now, Jay will end up being very wrong with them if he doesn't disparage them. Now, you can disparage, by the way, by not calling them names. Just say, I understand what the people in Cleveland are saying. I understand what people in San Francisco are saying, but that's not how I view things. Right. That's how you do it. If you, I mean, I'm really gotten good, like ill-advised, <laughs> suboptimal. Yes. I no longer use any of those terms. I used to be. I used to spend half great my American. Time, well, yeah, great American. I used to spend half, nice person half my time set, defending what I said on air because I spoke truth. <laughs> now I don't speak false. I just know how to do it better than I used to. I mean, I would get back. I'd be like, yeah, I know I shouldn't have said. Yeah, I'm sorry I used that word. Yeah, I didn't mean that. Now, you know, being Gandhi is so cool. You can do whatever the hell you want when you're Gandhi. I'm glad you brought up auto loans because Tesla, about a two-week low here, Jim, uh, on some reports that, well, uh, well, certainly the employment in Austin is on fire. Yeah. Uh, Some reports that they've basically 3X on the Austin workforce. You heard this from me. Tesla's become a commodity. Don't all OEMs eventually get a uh, sort of a legacy multiple? Um, right? Is that where they're headed? Well, I just think that that the allure, Philadelphia accent, A-L-L-U-R-E, of, of Tesla when you've got Steve Schur from, from Hertz buying like 100,000 Teslas and then flipping 100,000. They're not, I mean, I want a Ford F-50 Lightning. And by the way, it is absolutely untrue that they're, uh, tr- that they're for sale online. That's an arbitrage in some parts of the country. They're worth more than a used one. You can get more than you paid for it. It's like Taylor but, Swift tickets, right? Exactly. Secondary Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. We got them. My wife got the Taylor Swift. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I know. She's just like, but yeah. Levi Strauss down two bucks. I am glad I have Chip Berg on tonight. Yeah. We have got to get to the bottom of that because we have Ralph Lauren at good numbers. Contour Brands had good numbers. What is that? What is that? Yeah, that's, uh, wow. And by the way, Macy's wasn't bad on soft goods and Costco wasn't bad on soft goods. We've got to find out what's wrong there. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Remember, that's Costco gonna... wasn't bad on soft goods. And it could be business as usual for Costco after they pivot. They're remarkable pivoters. Uh, but Le- it was not a good number from yeah, Costco. No, it was Levi, disappointing. Levi bouncing off the levels in back to May fi- or March 15th. That was the, or so. they, if PVH beat the numbers, and you know, look, that's Calvin Klein and it's, it's Tommy Hilfiger, then Levi Strauss has some explaining to do tonight. Uh, decent print out of Constellation. Nice little div hike. I thought so. Now, look, my chapel trust owned it. The analysts hate you know, it. Everyone's turned on it. Give me a break. It's 100% of the volume, the increase of volume in beer, okay? And and Bill Newlands is going to tell a good story. Now, by midday, someone's going to read. This stock is get, gets very heavily rated down. But the matter, the number that matters is called depletion. And depletion, we're looking for 4%, just to call it same-store sales. And it came in at 6. That's the number. That stock should be higher. But it has enemies, and I don't understand. How about AbbVie uh, sort of trading against this guide down? AbbVie's got the right yield. AbbVie's got, they haven't even addressed how much low-hanging fruit they can use with Botox. Uh, I, I, we, we had a nice trade in AbbVie. I didn't want it to be a trade. It should have been investment, but they were just wanted to have as much Eli Lilly as possible. Right. Because Eli Lilly, 
they've got both Alzheimer's and they've got weight loss reduction. And they lowered the price of insulin. Their opponent in insulin is Novo Nordisk. If you lower the price of insulin, Novo Nordisk does not have the money to expand Wegovy, which to some people think is better than uh, Mongiorno. But Mongiorno is going to be fine. While we're in that space, the breakout in Merck, Jim, best performing down name, going to take you almost to the highs of the year. And people keep thinking that Rob Davis is is just that all that is, all that is just Keytruda. His, the the anti-cancer, his breadth away from anti-cancer is extraordinary. The stock at 16 times earnings is a steal. Now, it's not St. Merck when it's the Dr. Vagelos where everything they can, everything they touch turned to gold. Yeah. But I think Bob Davis, Rob Davis is a very underestimated under, uh, CEO, and the franchises there are so much better than people realize. But he's a non-promotional person, and he's just going to put out great numbers. Anti- anti-cancer, Keytruda, there's much more to it than well, that. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you mentioned AI. You, you, IBM's already working with Cleveland Clinic. We're waiting for... Those kinds of case, use cases. The cle- yes, and I, and I, I, I want to see. So Jensen says it's healthcare uh, is second after uh, the, the advertising world, which is low-hanging fruit, but that healthcare will be the predictive nature of it is going to be extraordinary. That'd be amazing. I'm sorry I spent so much time talking about no, it. No, I mean, I, when I talk to them, Carl, I speak to them, and first of all, they're not like us. I mean, they, they, they're just, they're just a. Yeah. Right now, there's, it was like when I met Andy Grove. Andy Grove had used the, one of the top guys at Intel. He was the only the paranoid survivor. He had used something I had written in his annual. And I, I went up to him at a party. I said, thank you so much for using something I wrote. And he said, so? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. And I said, that's well, how it all And then another geniuses. board member pulled me aside and said, listen, he's not like that. Yeah, he, not, he, he's not like I said, that. what do you mean? He says, well, he really doesn't care what you think. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I mean, Jensen's is, is, is Andy Grove with the human face. Yeah. While I have you here, let's talk just briefly about the jobs number tomorrow. Um, and whether or not... It's the first one. It'll be the first one. You think the, the cracks yeah, here? I think it's the first one. The first one where people realize, you know what, it's... Uh, well, cool, cool for, pretty quick. For real. Yeah, I think that Jolt's number... I think the help-wanted signs are, are, are down. And not because, they're, because they found the people. I think that they're afraid to hire. I think this... I think that we underestimated what happened with that week, that week the Silicon Valley week, the, the, and Credit Suisse. That hit the psyche of Americans. Treasuries are at a great price. To, a rational investor is moving their money from a, a, a bank account into a treasury. Uh, there's money coming out of the stock market when David Kossin is, who I think is brilliant, I think his work is going to show that if you look going forward, the money coming out of the market is big. At the same time, we have certain companies that are doing amazing things and going to take a lot of share because of the recognition of artificial intelligence. And we're going to, like Salesforce, okay? I think that Mark Benioff, I mean, it's not, wouldn't be surprised me if he isn't sitting down right now with Sam Altman and figuring out how to make it the uh, using the. Uh, Generative AI yeah. to make it so his company is on a sale. But, but Costin has also said in recent days that the the classic S and P gain you get after um, uh, yields fall isn't going to happen this time. They're still looking for 4K year end. Well, I think the money's still coming out. I think it's going to be back to that bifurcated QQQ trade. I think that that'll work. I think the drugs work because they just are doing things that people didn't expect. Right. Uh, but I think that the money's going to come back. After we have this shakeout right here, where we have a shakeout with the Nasdaq's coming down, 
we're going to have new leaders, and the leaders are going to be NVIDIA, and they're, they're going to be Meta, they're going to be Salesforce, they're the companies that adopt to an AI world that are making, that are efficient, that are firing people, and make a lot more money with fewer people. Of which, by the way, FedEx is also in that cohort. Right, right, right. If you're not firing, get out of my face. Um, and, and, and on your life is short thesis, do you stick with travel uh, yes, and leisure? Yes, absolutely. And I'm in an tired. environment where, where unemployment's going up? Travel and leisure among millennials, Gen X, they seem to have no... You got to own American Express here. I know that people worry about the, the small business side of the equation and whether they have bad loans. No, that's just it's just the right stock. Booking is the right stock. BKNG. Right. And by the way, they use real numbers. They use gap numbers. They don't use stock-based compensation. The number of companies that are that going to work are probably going to be smaller. But I'm betting that the year of efficiency is upon us and that everyone's using AI to figure out how to get rid of people and saying, you know what, Zuckerberg had, had it figured out. Yeah. I mean, Airbnb, almost a six-week low. Chesky's going to figure it out. I, 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 I think that Chesky is a better... He's got to come on and explain that there's no degradation among the wealthy, that the wealthy are still traveling, because I think they are. Uh, uh, and BKNG would say that. But we're at a, at a moment where this long... I'm telling you, this low money, short time uh, is, is, is colliding with companies that don't see it coming. And the companies don't see companies be run over. And the companies like Zuckerberg, like Meta, who said, you know what, maybe we only need, you know, the next thing you're going to hear Meta is that these big real estate things that they did, they're going to buy them, they're going to buy themselves out of those, uh, out, of, out of those leases. Leases. Yeah. Mostly in New, they, York, New York City. They have way too much land. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking to Mark right now. He's going a little sabbatical there. But I, he's going to have to do what I'm saying. Uh, finally, while we're in uh, mega cap tech, Apple uh, opening their first store in okay. India. Now, Apple gets it. They didn't overhire. Well, and that's what Adobe would also argue with this oh, fortune. Oh, they got it. Both <laughs> Apple and Adobe. I'm not saying they saw it coming. I'm saying they never went and said, you know what? This is the greatest time on earth. Let's just hire anybody who moves in. Let's have a six-week inter- six interview process and hire them and tell them it's a job for life. No! No, Apple ran its company as if it was scared. Yeah. You know, they run scared at Apple. They do. Even, you know, Eddie Q runs scared. Just, they never thought that they'd be king. They don't act as if they're kings. Yeah. They're not peachy. Well, it's, you know, it's, peachy from Kipling. I try yeah. to bring Roger Kipling back. He's got a bit of a racist That's a attitude. Deep, deep track. It's okay. Yeah, but they are not the men who would be king. Yeah. Yeah, well, look how they, they don't run headlong into new categories. No. They usually let somebody else figure and, it out first. And they're moving into, in, in, into India. That's terrific. Let's not rule out that because of infrastructure, you're going to have a lot of companies that do well because the federal government is giving away so much money. So I'm just putting together a list of things that work, but they start with Zuckerberg. Fascinating. Uh, we'll see what the jobs number certainly brings tomorrow. Zuckerberg and, J- and Jensen are the two people of this era. Yeah, remarkable. I mean, yeah. given what Mark has yeah, been through. That's who, those are the people you have to take in people. the last few years. Uh, so we're holding 4070. Uh, keep your eye on bonds as well. Uh, we're going to hear, as we said, the balance sheet from the Fed at 430 this afternoon. Bullard's coming up in about 12 minutes. For now, uh, 10 years still south of 330, a level that's defended a few times this year. Be right back. Tomorrow, the markets are going to be closed for Good Friday, but... Squawk will have special coverage of the key March jobs number. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time. That's one number you cannot miss. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after a short break. 
Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Beast by Needham today. Talk about Lumentum Holdings, L-I-T-E, which is terrible numbers. And they lost a big uh, order. But the, the read through here is that ATT may have an ordering freeze. Once again, you have big companies just not not buying that much more equipment. You have big, big. Uh, you have consumers not buying that, that much more big for their home. Let's be careful. Service economy. Service economy. Just keep saying it. service economy. That's where we. Yeah, are. you're. You're. I mean, that's that would have huge implications yes. for business spending at large. Again, capex. It's just everyone's kind of caught going the wrong way because it's the year of efficiency. Right. I can't believe that guy's right. I, it used to be the year of living dangerously. That was the year of magical thinking. All right. Well, tonight. Okay, so I have Constellation, which I knew they'd get down because they're idiots. They won't stop. My Chapel Trust is a piece. You will get it soon. If you remember the club, you'll understand why we think it's a great stock. Avantir, they liked the piece we did the other day. This is plain old, this is just old industrial company. And then Chip Berg, let's find out what's happening to Levi's because some apparel's doing incredibly well. Ralph Lauren had a great quarter. Yeah. Uh, Levi down 13% to yeah, start the morning. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. By the way, you know, the best stock that I follow is French fries, Lamb Wesson. Lamb Wesson. Yeah, they're up again. Good quarter. French fries. Who would have thought that our economy came down to spuds? <laughs> Freedom fries. Yeah. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Uh, what a week. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Dow down 130 here. S&P 4070. Bullard at the top of the hour in just a couple of minutes. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.